ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, who have truly believed in him for their souls of salvation, who are truly born again, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. Family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White III, President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House. Daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 551, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order if you will, this unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single, true, non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Glory be to God. Today we are reading Second Chronicles chapter 9, verses 13 through 20. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we are weak. We acknowledge that and feeble. So we pray that you would humbly, uh, Lord, we pray that we humbly pray rather that you would grant us your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit. Uh, to read your holy word, to teach your holy word, to preach your holy word, to preach your holy gospel, and to apply your holy word to our lives. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your holy word. Help us to love it more, cherish it more, obey it more, and apply it to our lives and proclaim it more. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Jesus Christ, our Lord, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing. Thus, saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Second Chronicles chapter 9, verses 13 through 20. Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was six hundred and three score and six talents of gold. Beside that which chapmen and merchants 
brought and all of the kings of Arabia and governors of the country brought gold and silver to Solomon. And King Solomon made 200 targets of beaten gold, 600 shekels of beaten gold went to one target. And 300 shields made he of beaten gold. 300 shekels of gold went to one shield. And the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. And there were six steps to the throne with a footstool of gold, which were which were fastened to the throne and stays ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus pardon me verse 18 again and there were six steps to the throne with a footstool of gold which were fastened to the throne and stays on each side of the sitting place and two lions standing by the stays and twelve lions stood there on the one side and on the other upon the six steps there was not the like made in any kingdom and all the drinking vessels of King Solomon were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold, none were of silver. It was not anything accounted of in the days of Solomon. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, thank you. Lord, for how uh, your holy word uh, speaks to our hearts. And thank you, Lord, for this arrangement that repeats things uh, and tells the story in a chronological order where we uh, can even uh, understand it better and remember it more. And uh, I thank you, Lord, for the power of your holy word, the only book that can reach to the depths of our souls and spirits and minds. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, 
brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 578. Exodus chapter 34 verse 20 reads, But the firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb, and if thou redeem him not, then shalt thou break his neck. All the firstborn of thy sons thou shalt redeem, and none shall appear before me empty. Every firstborn creature must be the Lord's. Dr. Spurgeon continues, But since the ass was unclean, it could not be presented in sacrifice. What then? Should it be allowed to go free from the universal law? By no means. God admits of no exceptions. The ass is his due, but he will not accept it. He will not abate the claim, but yet he cannot be pleased with the victim. No way of escape remained but redemption. The creature must be saved by the substitution of a lamb in its place, or if not redeemed, it must die. My soul, here is a lesson for thee. That unclean animal is thyself. Thou art justly the property of the Lord who made thee and preserves thee. But thou art so sinful that God will not, cannot accept thee. May I repeat that? But thou art so sinful that God will not, cannot accept thee. And it has come to this. The Lamb of God must stand in thy steed, or thou must die eternally. Let all the world know of thy gratitude to that spotless Lamb who has already bled for thee, and so redeemed thee from the fatal curse of the law. Must it not sometimes have been a question with the Israelite which should die, the ass or the lamb, 
would not the good man pause to estimate and compare? Assuredly, there was no comparison between the value of the soul of man and the life of the Lord Jesus. And yet the lamb dies, and man the ass is spared. My, my, my. My soul admire the boundless love of God to thee and others of the human race. Worms are bought with the blood of the Son of God the Highest. Dust and ashes redeemed with a price far above silver and gold. My, 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 go ahead, Spurgeon. What a doom had been mine had not plenteous redemption been found. The breaking of the neck of the ass was but a momentary penalty. But who shall measure the wrath to come to which no limit can be imagined? Inestimably dear is the glorious Lamb of God who has redeemed us from such a doom. My beloved, only Spurgeon can get something out of this like that. And we give God all of the glory for he has anointed him with the mother load of anointing and unction, it seems to me. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, help us to never forget this uh, message. And help us to forever be thankful for your Holy Son, the Lamb of God, who has taken away the sin of the world, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins. And we come from the dust. And Lord, no doubt, sometimes we act worse than the donkey. Thank you for saving donkeys and asses as we are. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, my dear friends, we move to the family segment or to the family verses. I have dubbed this section, Ephesians 5 and 6, the family uh, verses. And uh, I think we're at the third day of the family verses in this section. The Bible reads in Ephesians 6, 4, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. God is speaking to fathers primarily, but to mothers too. And uh, the father needs to rise up to the challenge. And so does the mother. If both parents do not rise up to the challenge, the challenge of being, the challenge of being parents, uh, the children will not uh, get everything they need. 
and they will search for it elsewhere. And so the father and the mother need to do what God has called them and wired them and given them the instincts to do. Again, God says here, ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. That is, uh, anger by not doing your job and not having your wife to do their mother, that is, her job. Sometimes you may have a mother in the house who does not want to do her job as a mother. Well, it is your job, husband, to get on her case and have her to do and insist on her doing her job. Otherwise, she's going to be dead weight there. And, uh, and a woman who refuses to obey the Lord... Uh, you can compromise her, and like uh, so many men have done, and do her job for you. I mean, for her. Or you can just say, well, if you don't want to be a wife and mother like you signed up for, then you really don't need to be here. Divorce is uh, not liked by God or Jesus. So, by the grace of God, in accordance to his word, uh, you should pray that uh, your family, your marriage can stay together without compromise to the word. Most men have compromised the word of God to stay with their wives, and that does not work either, and it messes up the family worse. Uh, you're in charge of the marriage and the family. You just make it clear to her that we're going to do it God's way or no way. Okay, so, I mean, do what I tell you. That's what God told you to do. And everything will be fine. In other words, from the hood, if you don't start any mess, there won't be any mess. So, um, you do as uh, you please. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord according to the Word of God. And I'm not going to compromise with my wife, uh, compromise the Word of God, uh, if my wife is not willing to do her part. And I would encourage you to go and do thou likewise. Because anything less than obedience to the Word of God is not going to work and it's going to turn out bad and worse so and your fathers provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord now by the way now let me close with this that does not mean just because your children don't like uh, your um, uh rules you compromise no don't do that if they don't like you chastising them with corporal punishment 
and want to uh, want to uh, adopt an attitude about it and talk back to you and all of that. No, you cannot allow that because you're not helping them. And God tells you what to do. You you love them, you nurture them, and you admonish them when they do evil. Your children are evil, just like you're evil. I know you don't like to see it that way, but that's the truth. Your wife is evil as well. And it's your job to help them to follow the Lord and to help them be filled with the Holy Spirit of God and the Word of God, to obey the Word of God. Otherwise, they're not going to be good citizens in your home or in the community or in the nation. Okay, so don't, don't let them getting angry at you uh, cause you to detour from the Word of God. And you know whether or not you love your children. Now, if you chastise them in anger, you don't need to chastise them ever again. And just let it be. You chastise and you rebuke and you admonish in love. And when they do well, and in some cases, the few times they do well, you applaud them. And you pat them on the back. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, let's pray for other families, saved families and lost families. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the families that are saved and know what your word says. Help them to do it. We pray for the families that are not saved, that they would get to know your word and then help them to do it. Save, Lord, save their souls and help them to get to know your word and help them to do it. And Holy Father God, we pray for... Uh, the salvation of those who are lost, the revival of those who are saved, the healing of those who are sick, the comfort of those who are grieving. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for millions by name of those who are grieving due to the coronavirus plague and other diseases and problems and wars and Lord we pray for some by name we pray for the family and friends of Ohio veteran Edward Yersky we pray for the family and friends of Arizona veteran Earl Pennington we pray for the family and friends of New York veteran Jack Simones we pray for the family and friends of Colorado veteran Val Unrain and we pray Lord for the family and friends of Ohio veteran R.L. Fitzpatrick and now, Lord, we pray for the salvation of the lost, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving around the world. We pray for all people who name the name of Christ, that you would uh, have mercy and grace upon us. We have disobeyed your great commandment and your great commission. And so we're in the mess we're in today because of our own foolishness and sins. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray for all people who name the name of Christ. Help us to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent and to get back to you, our first love. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for all people who are in 
government uh, ministry from the president on down to all government government officials and ministers around the globe and we pray for the peace of Jerusalem we pray for the salvation of the lost the revival of the saved and cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of those who have that problem in the government ministry or the ministry of government around the world and so that these people can be free to lead God in such a way based upon your holy word that we will live a peaceful and quiet life. And Holy Father God, we pray now for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests. Hear and answer their prayers and hear and answer our prayers for them. We pray for the thousands who have done so and those who are doing so now. And Lord, we pray that you will, you will bless them and protect them from the coronavirus plague and monkeypox and other viruses and other plagues. And we pray also, uh, Lord, that uh, uh, you would bless them with salvation, spiritual, family, life, financial, material, protection, and provision blessings as well. And Holy Father God, we pray now for some new folks and we pray the same blessings upon them. We pray for Pastor Bushibi once again, and we give you praise also in this prayer request. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the souls saved at their church meetings. Thank you for the good report from the meeting in Saroti. Thank you for Timothy's continued recovery. Please heal Melanie's eyes and bless the surgery. Please bless them with a water well. Please comfort Greg's family after he was killed in a motorbike accident. Enable them to register church properties with the government. Deliver them from economic hardships. Bless them with peaceful elections. Bless them with church construction and financial resources for open-air gospel crusades. Bless them as they fast and pray. And Holy Father God, we pray for Cecil. Please protect them as they travel to a family reunion and bless the Sunday school and worship service. Help them all to return to their homes as new creatures in Christ Jesus. We pray, Lord, for Rose. Please restore Dixon's eyesight and bless his restoration surgery with a successful outcome. We pray, Lord, for the people who have trusted you as Savior. Help them to stand strong in the faith and to grow in the faith. Those who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry and who have written in to let us know. And we pray for those who have not written in who got saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. We pray for uh, Simpaja, Dennis in Uganda, <coughs> Zachary, Saul, Tom, and Robert. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the people who have recommitted their lives to you as well uh, by hearing the preaching of your holy word through this ministry. We pray for Sarah, George, Amy, Salma, and Majid. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for sake. 
Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, I'll be preaching tonight. So, uh, if the Lord will so lead you, and you don't have a church home to go to, online or otherwise, this uh, Wednesday, uh, we'll be here. And you're welcome to visit with us. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten Son, God gave up his only begotten Son, to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him the word whosoever means anybody at any time. The word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ. Should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be Saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. 
You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that. That Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven. I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And Lord, I, don't, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled what to do after you enter through the door Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9 
uh, and this is what the book title is based on. I am the door, Jesus Christ said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.